Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Shock Deep Waves Radio, sharing and broadcasting epic dives into greatness with your host, Sonia Avramovic. I am so excited to be here with my friend, Hannah Todd. She is so epic. We met in university in psychology class. I remember she was wearing a pink scarf and had like the best smile in the whole universe. <laughs> like if this girl ever gets a smile to you in real life, like it is just a treat and a half and then you get to talk to her. <laughs> so there you go. That's my intro for Hannah. She's done so many things like in the yoga world and the fitness world. But in the last couple of years, she started her own local swimsuit line with one of her friends. So she's the co-founder of Laundry Wear, which is a Vancouver swimsuit. And I guess it's kind of apparel because you can wear it during the daytime, too. And it's sustainable. So it's for the ocean, by the ocean. So it's made from recycled plastic bottles and shellfish that's like made into fabric, which is super cool. And it doesn't cause allergies, which is very fun. If you're allergic to shellfish, you can still wear this awesome bathing suit. I just love it. I love the concept. It's just grown like gangbusters. And I'm so excited to talk to her about it and the journey that it's taken her on. Hello, Hannah. Hello. (laughs) Thank you for that intro. I don't even know where to go from there. I mean, I can't say that I remember what you were wearing on that day, but maybe that scarf was like really outrageous. (laughs) It's like now it's like, okay, yeah, I don't think I'd wear that hot pink. No, that's not part of our line. (laughs) What's your favorite memory of me in university? Sonia and I, I think you said we were in psychology class together and we loved our instructor. He was quite the character. I remember going to visit him one day and he actually had his toenails painted blue. I was like, okay, what does this mean? What does this mean for you? What's the deeper meaning of that? (laughs) I think some of our favorite memories would just tie back into that song. (laughs) Is it the Rihanna song? Rihanna? Just live your life. (laughs) Hey, hey, hey. (laughs) No, I think it's T.I. Yeah, Yeah, live your life. Yeah. (laughs) So there you go. <laughs> Perfect. So what I was referring to is that Live Your Life song was real popular when we were in university. And anytime it came on anywhere, I would text her and be like, it's your song, girl. <laughs> I'm like, are you living your life right now? And it's kind of perfect. She has live, like, tattooed on her hand, and that's important to you. And you really were the person that even taught me, like, the concept of carpe diem. Because you, like, live that way, and that's how I, like, learned to live from you. Is that still something you live by? It's tattooed on me permanently. It's not washing off. <laughs> but I think it's also sort of, like, tattooed on my heart. It's just kind of been a way that I've always lived. Maybe too far to the extreme at times. Because um, I just love being in the moment, and I think it's really so important to be able to really cherish every second because we really never know when it's going to be our last. And I think we forget that sometimes when we get caught up in the mundaneness of our daily lives and don't see the bigger picture. So that's something that's definitely really important for me. And I think from that, that's one of the reasons why I am an entrepreneur because I always wanted to work for myself and I always wanted to create something. I'm very grateful because my business partner, Ainsley Rose, she is very much the same. So it's great. (laughs) So it's like a good little hit of some rebelliousness or wanting to live your life on your own terms that kind of brought you to entrepreneurship. I think that's pretty clear in most entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Like I Mm -hmm. definitely felt that way, but I want to hear more about it. You were technically an entrepreneur beforehand. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how it all started? 
So I was living down in Australia and then I came back to Canada and I did my yoga teacher training here in Vancouver. I became a yoga instructor and then one of my good friends was always really big into the fitness community and she was more on the group fitness teaching side and so we started working out together and we were sort of like, hey, like maybe we should create a class where it also it has both components of yoga and high intensity interval training. And so that's when we created Yoga Bots, which was a one hour class that we would teach that had both yoga and the fitness component. It was really cool. We loved it. We taught over on the North Shore. And actually Ainsley ended up being a photographer for us for a few photos we did. And that's how I met her. So it's just so interesting how those kind of like connections start to take place. Ainsley and I just sort of became instant friends and ended up living together a few months later. It's like our love story. We met through mutual friends. <laughs> She's a photographer. Yeah. <laughs> I was the muse. No. <laughs> but yeah, so then we moved in together and we were living together for a while. And she had a shoot down in Mexico, a wedding in Sayulita. And asked if I wanted to come and second shoot for her, which I'd done a few times before. I like having that creative eye and I've always liked taking photos, but it's definitely not my main profession at all or of a pastime. But yeah, so I decided to go down with her and we had a couple margaritas as we believe that uh, the best conversations start, in my opinion. <laughs> and surprisingly, I have not had a margarita yet today. So I apologize if anything's too raw here. <laughs> But yeah, so we had a couple of margaritas and we were sort of chatting about what project we wanted to work on next. And sustainability was a huge thing for us. We also wanted to have something that was sort of in the travel market because we both love to travel. And yeah, we just decided to create a swimsuit that had both those aspects. We also wanted it to be very body inclusive. So that's been a big thing for us as well. We don't retouch any of our photos, which is super important for us because I think a lot of society, we have this vision of what beauty should be and it's just totally not what it is in real life. And then we all shape ourselves after that and it's unrealistic. But yeah, so that's sort of the story of Laundre and then kind of took off from there. Went on a real tangent there. Margaritas. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Like when I had Aiden. Spicy specifically. Spicy margaritas. Got it. I like ginger margaritas. Oh. That's my flavor. Yeah. If I'm drinking a margarita, I want it to be gingery, spicy, just like hot. You need to go to Earloom. Earloom? Yes. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. I got some margarita ideas. (laughs) My favorite. It's actually in Sayulita. Do you know that Sukasa place that like everyone always goes to? Yeah. That's where they have the best ginger margaritas. Oh my gosh. I have to go back. I never ventured from the spicy margarita. Yeah, if you're ever in Sayulita, go to Sukasa. There's a guy named Johnny Lightning there. He's hilarious. <laughs> he will, like, dance on a table and play the guitar for you. There's, like, live music. Amazing. There's amazing ginger margaritas, and go learn to surf during the daytime, and it's great. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to take people to Sayulita sometime in the next year to go surfing. You can mark my word on that. <laughs> okay, so, like the best ideas, when I had Aiden on here, Aiden Clinkbeal, we talked about his company, which mm-hmm. is a startup, a tech startup that's been growing across Canadian cities. And he kind of thought of it over like a bunch of beers. Like he knew he wanted to totally. create the Uber of something. Mm-hmm. And then he combined his previous work of like cutting people's lawns and doing their yard work and made it a 
like on the order service like mm-hmm. uber Amazing. which is super cool yeah so yeah i love those ideas that's where so many good ideas start mm-hmm. so what happened next like how did you guys actually go about designing a swimsuit and especially a sustainable swimsuit was that part of the original idea was that it would be sustainable it was quite the adventure and it still is to this day <laughs> so ainsley and i both don't have a design background I have worked in retail before I worked for Lululemon, but it was definitely, you know, jumping into the deep end with uh, no floaties on. So, <laughs> and not knowing how to swim, but we had each other, which was, which was, I was very grateful for and still am. So originally when we first came up with our idea, both of us love living the nomad life and we're like, oh, maybe, you know, we want to make our life in Bali. So let's do our manufacturing there. And so both of us had booked trips separately that year to go down and meet with manufacturers. And she went down before me and was meant to meet with these manufacturers. She met up with them and they were going to give us samples and they kept pushing back the day the samples were going to be ready until the day she was leaving. And so they were supposed to meet her at the airport, never showed up. And then Apparently, this person that was supposed to be delivering the samples was never heard from again. So either someone's wearing some really great bathing suits and just quit their job and left for I don't know where, (laughs) or there's some crosswires there. But anyways, that sort of was a blessing in disguise because it led us back to here in Vancouver, which is where we started working with another sewer here on our first design, which is our minimalist piece, which is our one piece bodysuit that is still to this day our biggest seller, which is really cool. People are like, oh wow, like you're getting somebody else to help you with design a little bit. And we're like, yeah. And they're like, but you got your first one was so great. And we're like, yeah, it took us uh, about nine months to 12 months to make one thing. So <laughs> at this stage, it's kind of important to know when you want to bring somebody else on. And I think it's great because Ainsley and I, we both connect really well in terms of the creative side and cultivating ideas of what we want. And then it's just about refining those ideas, which has been really cool. So yeah. So we started manufacturing here and that's where we still manufacture and definitely sustainability has always been a part of our vision. I think that it's so important to bring awareness now to consumers because the fashion industry is the second biggest polluter polluter in the world next to oil and gas, which blows my mind. And we just have no idea. I mean, we buy into trends and it goes out of fashion the next month. And then you throw out that piece because you think it's never going to come back around. And I think that we just want to be a part of a movement that's not about that. It's about creating something that's versatile. You can buy one thing and wear it two ways or six different ways. And it's about buying something that is timeless and you can wear it anytime. And not just because it's a fashion trend right now. Mm. Isn't that the truth? I just tried my on. So we just had a little fashion show and had a room. And I just got my, what's the design called? The multi-way. The multi-way. And it has these like awesome strappy straps. And you can tie them in all these different ways. And it was like a little bow. It was like a little present. It was so fabulous. And it is very timeless. It's just classic. And it's black and white or the stripe that you now have. Mm -hmm. And it's very simple. It kind of goes with anything. Like you can wear it with a blazer over top and a big high-waisted skirt, or you can wear it at the beach. And that's what my favorite part about it is, is Mm -hmm. not just the fact that it's made from sustainable materials, Mm -hmm. plastic bottles and shellfish, which blows my mind, Mm -hmm. but not so much because Caitlin Martin was on the podcast 
a few weeks back and she talked all about wearing your values and all about how most mm-hmm. of her clothing line, which is also sustainably made, is made from Tencel, which is from eucalyptus trees. Tencel's amazing. Yeah. So we're all learning. We're yeah. learning so much about fabric and what the impact of clothing and the fashion industry on the environment and on people. So I'm grateful that you're a part of it and that everything about it speaks to that same like timelessness and taking care of and, and being body positive and even just being one shape and it looks so good on so many people like it's really flattering like mm-hmm. was that a part of the design is that it would be flattering mm-hmm. on multiple body types 100 percent. I think I mean we went back and forth probably nine or ten times on what the butt cut would be <laughs> the butt cut the butt cut you did well yeah it was it took us a while and consistently when we've asked our clients what's the most important thing for them in a swimsuit and obviously it's fit and flattering and obviously you want to wear something that's comfortable I think if you have something that's comfortable you're going to wear it at home but you don't want to be seen out with it if it's flattering but it's uncomfortable you take it off immediately when you get home but if it's that like sweet spot in between then I think you never want to take it off so (laughs) that's sort of what we were trying to achieve there oh that's so fabulous that is a really (laughs) great sweet spot yeah yeah I really really love that Mm. tell me about the timeline of it a little bit like when did you actually launch and where are you at now and Mm. what's next we launched in March of 2017, so we're coming up to two years old, which is pretty neat. Just before that, we were probably in our like incubator mode there for about nine months, so we say it's our literal baby. Um, <laughs> where we're at now, I think we've grown a lot. I mean, looking at us a year ago, it's just like massive change, which is really cool to see and really big growth. I think the biggest thing for us is we just get really excited when someone really loves the swimsuit and is wearing it every day. Example, Caitlin Bristow is, she's amazing. She loves our suit. She wears it all the time. And I just think it's really neat when people will say, you know, I brought like six different swimsuits on my trip and I only wore yours. (laughs) So that's really cool. And I think that aspect of it is, is really neat and exciting for us. Now we've had a lot of clients that are sort of our loyal clients now. And every time we come up with a new piece, they're like right on it. And I think that's really cool and really shows the consistency with our pieces and them trusting in us to make, you know, more pieces that are equally as flattering as our first one. And that's what we're working on right now as well. We're working on a current two piece. That should be releasing in the spring. And we're also going to be bringing some colors in next year, which we're really excited about. And a lot of people have been asking on. So it's just a process and, you know, you need to think months and months ahead. And we're kind of starting to wrap our heads around that. So, yeah, it's just sort of laying the groundwork there for that. Ooh, colorful, more opportunities. That's so exciting. You know, it's kind of like the startup Mm -hmm. mentality as you started small, black and white, really mm-hmm. simple, one design, and you just launched and got some feedback. Totally. Was that really deliberate on your part? hundred percent. I think for us, quality is so important. When we first launched, we didn't want to make 10 different things that might have a small issue with them or, you know, feedback that someone would bring back and then we couldn't change it. We wanted to make one thing, make it really, really well, and then go from there it really worked for us. I think that was a smart play. And if we did it again, I would do the exact same thing. Definitely. 
Mm. That's so brilliant. And it's also just such a big part of slow fashion. Like a lot of lines that I'm seeing now, I have three friends now who are making their own sustainable fashion lines or clothing lines or swimwear lines. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is really they just very deliberately will come out with like one piece or like five pieces at a time. And it's also just like on a greater scale, speaking to the fact that they don't want to add a bunch of different pieces to the world or potentially to landfills. They Mm -hmm. want to just design what they want to design and have people enjoy it and kind of be like, you don't actually need that much more. Mm -hmm. What are your opinions about all of that and sustainable fashion and slow fashion? For us, it's been a big conversation about not necessarily needing to come out with seasons, right? Like in fashion, there's spring, summer and fall, winter and color trends and that sort of thing. And of course, you know, we look those up and see what people are wanting, but it's also not necessarily about something that's just good for 2019. It's okay, what's it? Is this trend going to pertain for a long time? Is it still going to be something you want to wear five years from now? And I think from the slow fashion point of things and from a sustainable perspective, it's just that it's, it's a lot more sustainable to think that way. For us as well, with other companies, it's about buying into something that's quality because a quality piece is going to last you for 10 years. Whereas if you're purchasing pieces that you know are going to start deteriorating that year, then that's being thrown away. And then you're having to buy, you know, four or five more things to make up for that. Yes, investment pieces. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Honestly, like a lot of people don't ever think about their closets the same way they might think about their stock portfolios or totally. like a house. Is yeah. you're actually like investing in something that is or your car. Like long term yeah. going to work for you. Yeah. I love the fact that there doesn't have to be trade-offs. Like there doesn't mm-hmm. have to be trade-offs between style and self-expression mm-hmm. and fashion for quality. I just love that. That's Mm -hmm. fantastic. What has been the biggest surprise for you? That people's torsos play into how a bodysuit should fit onto their body. You forgot about torsos. (laughs) No, I mean, it's funny because especially when you're going into a space that you have no clue about, there's going to be the smallest thing that you just, it doesn't even go into your mind. And for us, when we first made our piece, our first minimalist, it was that. And we used one of our friends, the fit model and we're like, Oh yeah, she's proportionate. Sure. Let's throw it in there. And she had a shorter torso and already our fabric is compressive. And so it made it a little tricky from that side for fit and fit is obviously so important for bathing suit. And it's so important for when you're making purchases online, obviously you can only know from photos, what it's going to look like on your body and every body is different. I think we've been able to maneuver that and grow from that. And that's another reason I'm so happy that we've grown at the rate we have. It's because we're able to go back and say, oh, you know what, actually, we're going to change this a little bit here and we're going to do this in our next run. And we got the client feedback that this was like a little bit awkward or, you know, whatever. And we're able to shift that. And I think that's so important for a growing company is to take that feedback on board. We're always so open to that. So. Mm, That's really fabulous. Like when I think of Silicon Valley in my past life with digital (laughs) marketing, you were able to be agile. You were able to be mm-hmm. quick on your feet. It's not like you'd ordered tens of thousands of these bathing suits and then had to adjust the mm-hmm. torso by an inch. 
totally. or something, right? Yeah. Like, which can cost a lot yes. in terms of cost of fabric, cost of labor, cost of transport. So that's like the beautiful thing about starting small, starting simple. And it also sounds like it gave you the ability to do it in integrity with both your sustainability and also your own design aesthetic and how you like to shop and purchase and wear things. I absolutely love that within your first few Instagram posts, you were wearing it with skirts and with jeans and it was just a part of your wardrobe. Mm -hmm. And that kind of opened up my eyes to bathing suits don't have to just be like summertime clothing. Like if it's a bodysuit for sure, like you could incorporate it into the west of your wardrobe. Mm -hmm. And one of my friends who I used to work with, like she brought this really awesome rash guard when we were in Sayulita. And she, like, wore it. She would, like, wear it to work because totally. it looked fabulous. Yeah. It was, like, this beautiful floral thing. And I'm, like, I want to wear rash guards. Rash yeah. guards are essentially the shirts that you wear when you're surfing so you don't get a rash. Because <laughs> that's terrible when you're, like, rubbing up against a surfboard and trying to paddle for your life. Yeah. <laughs> what is the vision for laundry, like, in the future? What is the place that you want to get to or see it getting to? As I look at this beautiful <laughs> pile of inventory in your living room, you know, is that how it's always going to go? No, so we definitely have some big goals for growth. Um, I think Ainsley and I, as we do love to travel, we've always had the vision of being able to travel and still have our business. So obviously having third-party shipping is definitely a big thing for us. Right now, obviously our suits are made from recycled plastic water bottles, but we'd love to be able to kind of delve into that tech and see what else, what other things we can upcycle and make into fabric, because I just think it's so neat to be able to give something new life and recreate that. Going more globally, we're now in the States quite a bit, which is really neat. And I think definitely getting into Australia and the UK and that sort of space as well. Continuing on with still, we'll always have that timeless look and that feel with our swimwear and bodywear. And yeah. So what I hear is that you're actually like staying true to the brand and why you originally created it and the design aesthetic and the kind of the values. And what I hear is you're actually designing it around the life you want to live. So you originally designed it on a beach, drinking margaritas, (laughs) and you want to continue to go do that and be able to go visit all the beaches in the world. Mm -hmm. And you're actually designing your business around that, Mm -hmm. which I think is really powerful Because I think a lot of the time, like, there's kind of this concept in business that, like, once your business grows, it just kind of grows beyond you. Like, you have no Mm -hmm. more control. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's true. It, like, becomes an entity in and of itself. Mm -hmm. But what I'm really fascinated by is, like, the concept of entrepreneurs, like, deciding the kind of life that they want to live Mm -hmm. and then actually building a business and a team, Mm -hmm. usually, like, a team around them that actually helps them live that life. Yeah. And same with everyone else. What are your thoughts on that? I think that for us, some of our biggest inspiration and creativity comes from when we're somewhere else and when we're meeting different people and and doing really cool photo shoots and really being able to bring out our creativity. And I think that's where the first spark for our company was. And I think like going back to those moments are so important. And I think especially for entrepreneurs, you can get caught up in wearing all the hats and having to go and do the accounting, even though you're not an accountant and having to do the website or do the SEO or do, you know, all these different components. And it's sort of like a day-to-day basis, but then you get caught up in that and forget that it's so important to still retain your creativity and tap into those aspects that you really love because that was what brought you to start your company. So I think it's so important to be able to still connect with that. And for everybody, it's something different. For us, it's travel and connecting with minded people. 
And I think it's just really important to be able to still harness that. Do what makes your heart sing. <laughs> Live your life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do what makes your heart sing, people. <laughs> well, there's a lot of wisdom in that. Like, there's a lot of wisdom in cliches in general. Let's just have a moment. Like, yes. children's book, sometimes the simpler the better. Like, if you were to actually live your life by the golden rule, what would happen? Mm-hmm. What would happen if everyone lived their life that way? Or you know, even just a statement like, follow your bliss. Lately, I've been obsessed with the idea of simplicity. Like, if I just mm-hmm. took this wisdom that's been condensed through the ages into these simple thoughts and lived my life that way, what would be possible from there? And it's actually pretty expansive when I think about it. Mm-hmm. That's a bit of a tangent. <laughs> I love it. What do you think? <laughs> I totally agree. I mean, I definitely connect with sort of those deeper little quotes that seem to pop up here and there. And I mean, I basically have one tattooed on my body, so I see it every day. (laughs) But I think that, again, like we get so caught up in just the day-to-day mundane and we forget about what's really important so easily. For example, yesterday it was raining and I was like, this is so depressing. (laughs) I'm sad. I'm just going to sit here and be sad. (laughs) Then I turned some Christmas music on and I was like, you know what? It's Christmas time. And I'm going to have some bottle of wine. <laughs> and, and it turned it around. <laughs> turned it around. But it's, it's that. It's like snapping yourself out of those moments and realizing life doesn't need to be that fucking hard. It doesn't. Relationships don't need to be that fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Your job doesn't need to be that fucking hard. Just do what you want to do. And if you're doing that then you're going to be happy if you are with the person that you're supposed to be with and they support you, then it's going to be amazing. If you want to do something, go do it because you never know when you're going to get another opportunity to. And I think I've just always sort of lived that way. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hannah. Hannah's like hitting us with the hard, with the hard Just lessons. do it. Just do it. I think I've more than once referenced that hilarious video on this podcast. So people like, just go watch it. It's hilarious. It's, it, if anything, it'll make you laugh. It'll make you wonder. It'll, it'll be different. It'll break a pattern or two yeah. for you. If you're having a mundane day or you've had the same thought a hundred times, watch that Shay LaBeouf video and have a different thought. <laughs> it doesn't have to be so fucking hard. Something that's interesting is like in the world of coaching, the words hard and easy kind of don't exist Mm -hmm. like you get to choose what's hard like some Mm -hmm. people say math is hard Mm -hmm. astrophysicists do not agree (laughs) right like yeah and it's all kind of relative and from my point of view it's all really a matter of like hard is determined by whether or not you know something Mm -hmm. like it's it's a matter of like whether or not you understand it or you've learned enough to understand it or if your brain thinks that way yeah like my interpretation is like there's not anything that's actually needing to be hard Mm -hmm. like it's either you you resonate with it or you don't or you know about it or you don't and maybe sometimes like when you say like it doesn't have to be that fucking hard what I hear is like okay so either you can make it work better Mm -hmm. by thinking about it differently Mm -hmm. you know get coach read a personal development book go see a therapist all of the above anything go dance it out like whatever works for you you can surf you can surf out your problem solving Mm -hmm. or if you're engaging with something and it just doesn't work, feel free to stop. Totally. 
I feel like you've learned this lesson, maybe the hard way, <laughs> but like, is this something that's come along with entrepreneurship with you or is this something that you've learned throughout life? I think maybe now it's a little bit more apparent, but I think what you were speaking of just before, I mean, like perception for me is huge. And I think it comes down to that of, of whether or not something is hard is, okay, well, how are you perceiving it? Are you perceiving it as impossible? Are you perceiving it as a challenge that you're willing to overcome? And I think it's like that willingness that pushes you forward, right? Definitely, there's been a lot of challenges starting this company and whether or not you're going to be able to eat this month. I'm just kidding. Kind of <laughs> ramen noodles. Here we go again. <laughs> But no, I mean, like, you know, when you're doing something you really want to do and you have that drive and that intuition that it's what you really want, then you just make it work however way you can. And I think, like you said, you know, if you decide something's not working, you're allowed to stop or you're allowed to say, okay, let's completely change our perspective on this. Or maybe we're looking at this from an angle we shouldn't be in, like, let's step away from it and come back. That's so important not just in entrepreneurship, but also in relationships and your everyday life. Absolutely. Something I'd love to talk about, speaking of perspectives and things not having to go the way that they you typically might think, like just because you're on one trajectory doesn't mean you have to go that way. Mm-hmm. And I remember in university, you'll feel comfortable talking about this, but I feel like I was always like, so into school, very academic, like I'm going to be a consultant or I'm definitely going to work for the best, like most prestigious marketing company ever. And then I went and did that. Mm -hmm. And I needed to go do that and have that experience for myself. Do I think part of it was like me trying to prove myself or prove my own worthiness? Like, absolutely. Do I think a bigger part of it was that was just what I was fascinated with and the level that I wanted to like exercise my mind and my intellect? Yes. And just challenge myself. Like that was a level of challenge I needed and wanted at that moment. And it was kind of interesting because I went this like very like typical career trajectory with Mm -hmm. my marketing and my psychology degrees. Mm -hmm. And I know for you, it really didn't go that way. Like we were really like, what are you going to do? Like, what do you want to do with this? And it was such an open question. And I actually think that that served you because you weren't like limited at all in what you Mm -hmm. actually got to choose. And so you chose something that you really, really wanted. Mm -hmm. And first it was yoga bods and then it transitioned into this. Mm -hmm. And I'd love your perspective on that. You should take me to a restaurant and see how long it takes me to pick a meal because it's a while. (laughs) Um, I get serious food FOMO. So I sit there for about 25 minutes picking what I want to eat for dinner. And then I, you know, convince the other person that we're going to share so that I at least get two things. Um, (laughs) So I've always been really open because there's just so many incredible things you can do with your life. And that's just it. Like we have the choice. Like we are so powerful. And I think sometimes we forget that just because your parents went through this one path and this one trajectory doesn't mean that that's what it needs to be for you. Just because your best friend did this one thing doesn't mean that's how it's going to look like for you. And I think that I've always sort of been independent that way, just not always looking at it as if that needs to just be one trajectory. I don't know where I got that from because both of my parents chose a career and stuck to it for their whole life. So don't know where that came out of, but <laughs> Born to be wild. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she get that tattoo. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that there's something really neat and interesting 
almost a gift that we can give ourselves from being open to an extent, because if you think that you're going to be the same person throughout your entire life, then you're hugely mistaken because, you know, we change and we shift to, and we mold to be this more grown up person and and we get shaped by our environment and our experiences just because what you chose when you were 20 or 21 or that relationship you chose when you were 20 or 21 doesn't necessarily reflect who you are now and what you want now. And that's totally okay. I think some people are afraid of leaving a comfortable job or a comfortable relationship because it is that comfort and it is scary to step into the deep end. But I think that that's totally, and I mean, it's super cliche again, but it is where the magic lies because you're stepping out of your comfort zone and you're doing something that makes you feel alive. Mm -hmm. And I think that in those moments, that's when we really come to figure out who we really are. Oh, I love that. So I see so much of the world and trends, right? I'm still a marketing strategist in my heart. Mm -hmm. And what I see for you is like fashion in general, like typically fashion trends go from one extreme to the other. Mm -hmm. And they're usually in response to. Mm -hmm. So there was like the 50s were all like prim and proper and high-waisted belted things and like Betty Draper in the kitchen. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it was very like family values and like women and men were in these traditional like heterosexual marriage norms Mm -hmm. and the fashion kind of reflected that Mm -hmm. and then the 60s was like whoa groovy like who cares like it's a bit more androgynous everyone's a little bit more fun like the colors and the prints and it it was a reaction like Mm -hmm. it was kind of counter yeah and then it it kind of kind of goes through these phases and you are in the fashion industry Mm -hmm. and you saying that your parents like chose one path and stuck to it well like yeah it kind of makes sense that you would swing the other way (laughs) and do something very non-traditional and change and be a serial entrepreneur and be traveling all the time like we've been trying to do this podcast for six months and both of us have been traveling (laughs) constantly I'm like oh you're in Brazil I'm like I'm in Croatia I think like oh I'm in Calgary now it's like oh we were just in Calgary damn we missed each other and it's perfect because that's the life that we wanted to design for ourselves and sometimes it looks like you don't get to see your friend or have a podcast with them for like almost a year and that's okay and then it's kind of funny because your brand in and of itself kind of does represent like the pick one thing and do it really really well but then it actually enables you to live this lifestyle where you can take that one thing and wear it out dancing and wear it to the beach and so it's kind of interesting how it all blends together what do you get from that analysis (laughs) I love that I never had connected those dots before so thank you (laughs) I love not having plans like from my day-to-day you know if we're like okay we're gonna have a meeting every Wednesday at 2 p.m. I'm like, oh God, like what, what am I going to do in two weeks? Like maybe I, where am I going to be? I don't know if I can do that. And that gives me a little bit of anxiety almost, but I think like it's important to still have some sort of stability there and maybe creating that one piece that, you know, was consistent was a form of stability for us because Ainsley would be the same way. I mean, I think we're very flowing with how we work. And I think it's been such a blessing for both of us to work together in that sense as well. We have structure, but it's also very fluid. And I think that's really important as well when you're an entrepreneur and you're working in a small team, because you never know what kind of hat you're going to have to wear that day. But I think that's really neat that you brought that parallel on because I wouldn't have thought about that. (laughs) Mm. 
let's talk about that like, <laughs> structured and fluid, right? Mm-hmm. Because that to me, not having to, but mm-hmm. I get to have a meeting every Tuesday if I want. Mm-hmm. Cool. But I don't have to. Like that just feels like freedom to me. Mm-hmm. And it gives the space like I'm all about creativity and flow. And I think it's very feminine. Like creativity in general is more feminine and there, it's just slowing. And it doesn't mean you have to be a woman. It's just like a feminine property. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts on that? Like, how does that work to be a super fluid, spontaneous entrepreneur? It's like, how does spontaneous entrepreneurship go? (laughs) A lot of margaritas. (laughs) Maybe a little wine. But um, (laughs) I think there are some things that we have created boundaries and structure for, for example, certain roles that we've now put ourselves in. Mm -hmm. And that just helps with making sure nothing gets missed. So making sure we don't miss emails from clients because that's such a huge important thing for us. Making sure we're reordering inventory at the right time because it's challenging to keep up with that. And, you know, sometimes we are out, but we're so grateful for our clients for understanding, you know, we're still in a period of growth. And when we do get a huge influx of orders, we're just having to keep up with that. So it's all a learning experience. But yeah, I think it's important to have that level of structure To an extent, I think if you're in constant fluidity, then you're not necessarily owning or taking responsibility for anything. And then that's when it can get tricky because if anything goes wrong, it's kind of like, okay, well, we'll be playing the blame game. Who's responsible for this? Who's going to take ownership for it? And how can we learn from that if we don't really know whose responsibility it was, right? So I think in that, it's important to have some level, but also not too rigid that you can't say, hey, you know what? I think I'm going to take on the emails this week and you can go and maybe you can, you know, take on this task and we can swap. And it's like, yeah, sure. And I think that's important as well for both of us. I think having that fluidity helps to maintain interest as well because you're all the departments <laughs> it's like we get an email they're like can you transfer me to your marketing department we're like yeah hi it's me as well <laughs> still me <laughs> still me <laughs> I think it's really neat because you get to be your own HR you get to be your own accounting no, I'm, that's not my favorite part but uh, you get to be your own marketing person and that's really cool what is your favorite role to play or set of roles to play do you have a particular title or like, what do you love owning the most? Oh, I don't know why it's so tricky. I really love working on our new products. I think it generates excitement for myself, but also for our clients. I really love connecting with our clients when they're happy. (laughs) No, when they're unhappy too, because that conversation always ends well because you know we're just trying to do our best and we're so grateful for everyone who understands that both Ainsley and I have a pretty strong marketing background and so that's been like a really fun side for us is creating different marketing ideas and then kind of diving headfirst into that I love making Instagram stories I love telling a story (laughs) I think mainly because I love watching somebody else create a story as well Mm -hmm. Working with some really cool people. I mean, both of us love doing creative photo shoots and working with some amazing women. That's been really, really cool for us. And just seeing some incredible women, you know, like being comfortable in their bodies. And that makes me feel amazing that they want to be in our swimsuit and feel so beautiful because that's totally how they look. Mm. 
Yeah, can we have a moment for the body positivity? Do you have a story since you like telling stories? <laughs> that was like one of your favorite stories or something that stands out. Your swimsuit is honestly one of the most flattering swimsuits I've ever seen. Like my butt has <laughs> never looked better. You're welcome. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about You're that. You're welcome. Back to your question, a wholesome, lovely question. <laughs> about your favorite story, like your favorite body positivity, body love moment? I think I connect so heavily with that because of my own story. And that is when I was a teenager, I did have an eating disorder and it's not something that I've talked about a lot, but it's definitely something that now I want to bring to the forefront because it's so important. And I'm in an industry where the standards are impossible. And it's really unfair to be doing that to young women who are just trying to figure themselves out and figure out their bodies. And I think it's really neat to be able to be a part of a side of that where we're able to shape the media that younger women of women of all ages are seeing. You don't have to be a size double zero and have flawless skin to be in a photo shoot and be on the cover of something or be in a magazine or be the face of a swimsuit company. I think that's been really empowering for us and definitely for myself. And I think through being able to work with all types of women has a healing side to it as well for me. That's so beautiful. Yeah, you've never really shared that story before. So thanks for saying that. So much of that conversation was happening and so much of that conversation is happening with teenage mm-hmm. girls. And I know for us, like the Dove campaign for real beauty came out when we were mm-hmm. teenage girls, mm-hmm. like my grade nine class dedicated an entire month of learning around it because it was such an issue and it still pervaded everyone. I noticed it like now I'm so wise to my own self-talk that mm-hmm. it's fascinating for me when I notice myself having like body shame or even hatred moments. Mm-hmm. It's something that I honestly don't know a woman that hasn't felt that way or or thought about that. And I think a lot of people, you know, they look at you and you're such a beautiful woman. And to think that you would ever have that challenge is, I think a lot of people wouldn't think about it, but everyone does. Everyone's Mm -hmm. thinking about it. Everyone's comparing themselves to the next person. So thank you for actually being a leader and a stand for body positivity. And especially for a swimsuit company, like you totally didn't have to do that. It goes against the norm (laughs) and it's beautiful. Like I appreciate it. It made me feel comfortable. I've never felt comfortable wearing a one piece because honestly the dialogue would be like, is that sexy? Is that okay? Am I allowed to cover my stomach? That would be like, honestly, it's kind of nice to be able to like, forget about showing your stomach for a while. Like, let's just talk about that. (laughs) Like what freedom is that? Like, it doesn't matter if you like got the six pack or not, or what time of the month it is, like just being real, like it actually gives like women freedom and freedom of expression. Like it's powerful. Like what do you have to say to that? When Ainsley and I first created our one piece, we mainly just wanted to be able to eat as many tacos as we could and not have to worry about it. So (laughs) that was really important when we were creating our design. (laughs) But no, we've actually had clients email us and say that they've never felt good in a swimsuit before. And they actually cried first time they saw themselves wear a suit and that's something that's so empowering and just so heartwarming especially for somebody like me that has a story and knows what that feels like it's just really really incredible and I feel really grateful to be a part of that movement for sure Mm. wow absolutely yes (laughs) like that is just so special like it's honestly 
I'm just going to go full woo-woo over here, like <laughs> woo for the woo-woo. But your swimsuits heal people. <laughs> like, for real. Like, there's not a lot of clothing that makes people feel that good about themselves. Like, to feel good in a swimsuit for the first time ever, that is a feat. Like, put that in your marketing. Like, that's mm-hmm. the thing. Mm-hmm. Feel good in a swimsuit for the first time mm-hmm. ever. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> and tagline. <laughs> right? Like, and you can feel good about it, because not just because you physically and your body feel good about it, but other women are represented so you can feel good about their values and the way that they're doing their marketing and their photography. Mm-hmm. And also feel good about the way it's made and how it's made. Mm-hmm. It's made here locally in Canada by two Canadians. And it's made by other female entrepreneurs. And it's just like all around feel good. Like Mm -hmm. it's a feel good brand. And I'm just so grateful. Like that's just so beautiful. And you just embody it all. What a powerful creation. (laughs) What do you think about your swimsuits being Haley? I mean, yeah, let's do it. Let's heal the world with swimsuit. One swimsuit at a time. (laughs) I'm in. (laughs) You're doing it. I'm already doing it. No, I mean, I I think you're right about... It comes back to like, oh, it's beach season, you know, like I have to look good to get to the beach and I have to do this and oh, it's winter time now I can eat my face off. <laughs> but it doesn't really matter. It's like for us, it's like, okay, you have a body and you're at the beach and you're wearing a swimsuit and then you've got a beach body. Like, congratulations. <laughs> and I think it's, again, going back to that shift in perspective. And I think as women, we have such a hard time because we tend to be our own worst enemy if a friend spoke to you the way you did in your head sometimes, you'd be like, okay, well, fuck you. I'm never talking to you again. (laughs) Get out of here. But yeah, I think we've learned to sort of hate ourselves a little bit and really have this negative relationship with our self and our body. And it is, it's about healing that and looking at it from a different perspective. Recently, I was talking to a young mom and She's like, oh, you know, I never wanted to wear a swimsuit because I thought it was sort of too sexy and whatever. And she's like, now I've had a kid. I feel like my body can do anything. And I was like, hell yeah, you made a human. Like, you're amazing. You are fucking unbelievable. You are a Wonder Woman. Like, you could wear whatever you want and you could have worn the swimsuit before. But now you've just had this shift in perspective. Mm -hmm. I'm viewing myself in these tainted glasses and it's not really what I look like to anyone else. And it's more about the feeling, that feeling of confidence. And it's just being able to gain that back and to harness that. Oh, that's so beautiful. It comes back to that switch in perspective. Mm -hmm. Like it also gives people that opportunity to have a switch in perspective and how they feel. Mm -hmm. And I literally, I'm just thinking about like, what's the next beach I get to go (laughs) wear the swimsuit on? I mean, there's lots of beaches around. It's just cold right now. (laughs) I always say that you buy the suit and the vacation just manifests. You buy the suit and then the vacation manifests. So there you go. Like it all just kind of comes full circle. Like we've had this conversation about shifting your perspective, starting simple, allowing yourself to have the freedom to do so. It came into like body image and then like self-love. And it really all just comes down to like self-love, expression, keeping it simple, powerful, beautiful lessons here that are very simple. Like sometimes I think people's stories can mean so much to us, not because they're complicated, Mm -hmm. but because they have these universal truths within them and they, Mm -hmm. and they bring something true for everybody. Like, I think that there's something in this episode that anyone could connect with. And I would love to know like what 
someone still has playing back in their head, kind of like a song that's stuck in their head. Mm -hmm. Like, what's the story? What's the moment? What's the word or the phrase that Hannah and I said that's, like, sticking with you from this episode? And share it with us. Mm -hmm. Like, share it with us on our Instagrams, at Sonia. I'm going to put all of Hannah's information in the show notes. You can go get laundryware. You can go get... Your beautiful Caitlin Bristow inspired bathing suit, healing body wear. Heal your body, wear a bathing suit. Like, honestly, I feel incredible. Like, we had so much fun, like, trying all of the different ways you can tie it. Like, get tied up by a bathing suit. Honestly, there's so much to explore with this one item of clothing. Give yourself a gift. I think I'm essentially your PR person now. Yeah, you are. You're hired. So anything else that's on your heart that you feel the need to share with the universe of the world here? I mean, I think a big part of what I believe in is just if you are feeling something, just go for it. We get held back so much by fear of like, oh, what if it doesn't work out? Or what if, you know, this or that? And it's like, yeah, you have to fail a couple times. Like, got to fall on your face, but then you get back up. And it's the importance of getting back up and and not looking at it as as it being hard, as it being that challenge and, and having that shift in perspective. So honestly, if there's something that has been calling to you, if you've had an idea, even a spark of an idea, or you just were like, I need to buy a plane ticket somewhere, or any of those things, just fucking do it. Just do it. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, that would be my parting note. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun. I'm so glad we get to reconnect every year. <laughs> but what a great way to share and discuss. So thank you very much. You're so welcome. Hannah Todd leaves you. I'm doing a peace sign. You can't see that. Hannah Todd leaves you with her infinite wisdom. Just like go out and live your life. Follow your Just bliss. Follow your inspiration. If something inspires you, go out and do it. Let us know what most stuck with you from this episode. What are you taking with you? What are you most excited about right now? I'm sending you so much love. I'm sending you love in the form of bathing suits on your body that make you love yourself more. I don't want to humor that. Like, that is huge. That is a big moment for women. And I just felt it for myself in your bathroom. So, hallelujah. (laughs) Praise. I'm sending you all so much love. I hope you feel love today. Sat Nam.